church. You know, Jesus is coming back again for a church without spot or wrinkle. And I am naming and claiming that. I'm praying that. No wrinkles in my soul and no wrinkles on my face in Jesus' name. We're all getting younger and younger. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Just supernatural youth, supernatural energy, supernatural strength. And what a great weekend. This weekend going into Resurrection Sunday next weekend. I mean, this is like, come on, if you've ever been excited about Jesus, this is the time to celebrate what Jesus has done for us. So he is not dead anymore. He's alive and he's risen he has defeated the enemy, defeated sin, and filled us with his love, his presence, and his power. So we're celebrating. We're celebrating. And I want to honor Pastor Doug and Cindy today. I know they're not here, but I want to thank them. Honor them for trusting me with you guys. Ha <laughs> ha, praise the Lord. <laughs> and just want to honor him and Pastor Manny. Uh, Pastor Manny is somewhere awesome. You know, the first thing that I felt when I walked into this church this morning, my wife sends her love and prayers and greetings. She would totally love it here today. She would have loved being here with you, and it just means we're going to have to come back again with her. <laughs> and with her. And, uh, but, you know, the first thing I felt, I'm like, Lord, this place is saturated with love. It's saturated with love. Not every church is filled with love. You'd be shocked. But I came here and I'm like, there's so much love. There's so much love in this place. And I give, you know, credit for that even to the leadership of this house because what anoints the head flows down the whole body. And, and I don't know, you just must have a very loving leadership team that just releases the heart of Jesus and the heart of the Father and the heart of God. So you could just feel it. It's an anointing over this house. And, you know, perfect love casts out fear. Love empowers faith. I mean, love is such, such a powerful force, especially the love of God. Uh, you know, Galatians 5 says that our faith is activated by love. Whoever knew that supernatural faith for miracles would be activated by the love of God. I mean, that is the secret ingredient to miracles. If you want a life of miracles, a life of resurrection power, just pray for God to saturate you with his love. Because love will activate and set into motion your faith. That's what Galatians 5 teaches. So it's a secret weapon. Love is a secret weapon. Praise the Lord. So I also want to thank uh, Lex and Caroline. Thank you guys. You guys are just so awesome. Just really special people. You know, when you come into a church and you look around, you just see, you know, special people. And these are very special people. And uh, I guess we've crossed paths several times over the years. And um, you guys are just amazing, so thank you for, for just everything. But uh, we're going to have a good time this morning. Oh, yeah, how many are ready to have fun in church today? I think it's totally good to have fun in church, to have joy in church. I think, look, if you leave church more depressed than before you came in, something's wrong. <laughs> church is not supposed to be a funeral. It's supposed to be a celebration. I remember years back, I was a young minister, young minister, just first year in ministry. I was a pastor. And we were with a group of pastors. And I remember that day, I was going through something. So I don't think I was smiling too much. So I was a little discouraged about something. And an older minister comes up to me and says, oh, Matt, it's so good to see the new level of maturity in your life. I can see the new soberness within you. And I'm thinking to myself, dude, I'm depressed. Like, this is not spiritual maturity. And then my next thought was, I got the same spirit on me that you've had the last 50 years. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> no, but I do believe in having joy. And we're celebrating as well. My wife would be here, Stephanie, but uh, she's expecting our first, our first child due in one month. One month from now. So the due date is May 4th. May 4th, yes, very special baby, May 4th. And... Uh, <laughs> So, you know, you can't just have a baby these days. You have to have a gender reveal party. You can't just have a baby and be surprised when the baby's born. You got to have the whole party, gender reveal. So her, my wife's brother and sister put the party together up in Canada because my wife's from Canada. And uh, so they build this big box and fill it up with balloons. And the whole family gathers. My mom and dad drove up from New York. Her whole family in Canada came together. And, you know, 
they're Greek family. So have you ever seen the movie, My Big Fat Greek Wedding? Anyone ever see that movie? It is totally true. Every bit of it, 100% accurate. 100%. (laughs) Oh, Lord. So we had a big, fat, Greek baby gender reveal party. (laughs) And it's the the moment of the balloons coming out, the blue balloons coming out. Um, Yeah, the blue balloons coming out. So the moment, you know, the whole family goes crazy, and it's on, uh, it's on my Instagram. If you want to scroll back through my Instagram, you can try to find it on there. But it's fun. It's fun. Um, we had a good time. But I believe that God's going to do something special today. And it is Palm Sunday, so I want to preach prophetically off of what this whole day is about and just see where the Holy Spirit leads us. After the service, if I get to it, I know we have ladies helping us at our resource table. I love the Holy Spirit. I love to see people empowered in the anointing and activated in their gifts and their callings and really just stepping into the fullness of who you are in Christ. Uh, So we have a lot of resources out there. Um, Let me just quickly name a few. This one is, is our school, Personal Freedom and Deliverance School. has 21 teachings on it on personal freedom and deliverance. Also, how to minister freedom to other people. How to operate in the gift of discerning of spirits. Uh, different, different activations of discerning of spirits. But then also how to identify strongholds. How to get to the root of it. How to tear them down. How to walk in freedom. How to replace old strongholds with new godly strongholds. How to overcome inherited generational weaknesses. All of these things. So uh, we teach on that. 21 teachings on breakthrough. And then we marked it 50% off. Praise the Lord. This is a new resource we put together. And then we've got two other brand new things. How many want to live in the glory of God? Where Jesus said, let my kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. I believe it's God's will that we live in his glory now, not just when we die and go to heaven. So that's our goal. So mentoring in the glory. This is a mentoring series, which means it's teaching with question and answer and also prayer time and impartation time. Be careful when you listen to this or watch it. I've had people tell me an hour afterwards they still can't move because the glory comes in so heavy. Some things are taught and some things are caught and some things you got to get around to catch it. So you want to catch a good thing. So this is seven video, seven audio on how to be uh, a glory carrier, how to carry the glory of God in your life and just be saturated with the atmosphere of heaven. And then how many want to operate in healing and miracles and just see whether it's through the laying on of hands or by having a dangerous shadow. Which means everywhere you go, the sick are being healed because your shadow is healing them. So we have a, a new mentoring called Mentoring and Healing and Miracles. Is your shadow dangerous? And this is 10 videos and 10 audios and study notes all about healing ministry, miracle ministry, and then prayers of activation and impartation for you to operate in that ministry. So those two mentorings have also been marked 50% off. Oh, today's just, today's just a good day. And then... And then we have uh, some soaking prayer CDs. We have two of them. This one is our healing one. It's called Healing in His Wings. This is worship music with all healing scriptures and healing prayers intertwined. And then we have another one called Awakening with all Holy Spirit scriptures and spirit, you know, scriptures on the Holy Spirit and the presence of God intermingled with worship and prayer and impartation. So those are great for just your prayer time. And then we've got this one. You know, one of the things I believe Holy Spirit's been really focusing on is setting people free in their identity. In other words, setting people free from every lie they've ever believed from the enemy. You know, you don't have to believe any lie the enemy tells you. You can be totally free from every lie the enemy has ever tried to tell you about yourself, whether it's rejection or low self-esteem or any, any issue. So we have this set called Your New Identity Redefined by God, and it's a four-part teaching on how God redefines you, how he strips off every lie. You know how you break, how you break the power of the lies of the enemy that have been in your life? It's through the power of agreement. If two or more agree, it shall be established, it shall be done. So when you discern that the enemy has been lying to you or influencing you in some area of your thinking, your soul, or your emotions, you can then begin to align your agreement with the word of God and break agreement with the enemy. The moment you step into breaking agreement with the enemy, you disempower him from your life. You disempower any influence he's tried to have on you, and you begin to walk in new freedom. Praise the Lord. So that's a really good thing. 
So I just encourage you guys after the service, if you want to go deeper in those areas, check it out. Uh, a great testimony that I could share with you. For, for many of you, you're probably just getting to, to know me. How many, this is your first time in one of our meetings? One of, well, I'm in your church, but in one of a meeting that I'm in, right? So a lot. So, yeah, we look forward to making some new friends today. Praise the Lord. But um, four years ago, when me and Stephanie got married, so we've been married for four years, and our first child's on the way, the Lord spoke to my heart uh, to find. One day in prayer, he said, Matt, I want you to find the lost children. And that seemed like a very big statement from the heart of God. And I kind of stepped back and I said, well, how is that going to happen, God? And I realized pretty quickly God wasn't looking for my how. He was looking for my yes. And many times when God calls us and he has something for us, we may feel overwhelmed by it. But God's looking for our yes. And when I said yes to God, then he began to give me the how. And as we stand here today, we, now have, we have now crossed over the line of 180 children rescued out of sex trafficking. So we're really excited about this. Our goal is 1,500 children, and once we hit 1,500, we're going to keep going from there. Uh, but that is our short, short-term goal. Uh, we have over 180 now, and by the end of this year, we'll have over 200 children rescued. And uh, we're thriving in India, thriving base in India, thriving in the Philippines. And we just launched Phase 3 of Rescue 1, which is the name of our organization, uh, now in Mexico, and we have participated in building the first boys' home in Mexico, rescuing sex trafficked boys out of, out of that situation. Three weeks ago, the first boy was rescued, and he had been sold into sex trafficking at a very young age to both men and women. And for years, he was trapped in that, and now he is safe and sound in our Rescue 1 home. Yeah, and I'm really excited about this new project because we've already identified and, just, and found 11 boys that are currently in sex trafficking, and they are in the process of being rescued as we speak, as we speak. So it's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing that God is doing, shining light in the darkness. You know, I believe prophetically we are... In an hour of breakthrough, we are an hour of new beginnings. We are in an hour where God is bringing some things to completion and releasing some new beginnings. So I want you to get ready to have some new beginnings in your life. It's one of the prophetic words God has been speaking. The Hebrew number for this year is 5778. Uh, you know, five is the number of grace. Seven is the number of completion. And eight is the number of new beginnings. Great combination of numbers. I love this combination of numbers. And whether it's prophetic or just really an eternal truth, the fact is in Jesus we have access to his grace, which means that every work that God has begun in us, he will be faithful to complete it. Every single thing God has started in you, even if you are still in the process, you can trust God today that he's going to bring that work to completion. Every area of transformation in your life. And when God brings things to completion, he also releases new beginnings. And I believe even in our assignments in the kingdom and things that God anoints us to do, God's, you know, there are times where God brings assignments to a place of completion. And when one thing comes to a completion, it releases a new beginning. So I want you to be ready for God to give you even some new vision, some new anointing, uh, some fresh oil for this new season that we're stepping into for the new beginning on your life and on your family. Because I believe when you step into it, your whole family will. On you and your sons and daughters. Oh, hallelujah. You and your sons and daughters. There's a, you know what? There's, there's a family anointing on this church. I'm just going to tell you, I see it right now. There's going to be such a strong generation of young people raised up in this house they're going to they're gonna shake nations. They're going to shake cities. They're going to shake whole territories with the power of God. And I saw it earlier in worship. Jesus is going to be visiting young people in this church. Just get ready as they're in their bedrooms hanging out or in their room hanging out. Jesus is going to talk to them. Holy Spirit's going to visit them. And there's just going to be radical visitations of God on the youth and on the young people. 
and God's going to set them on fire. And I tell you, there's going to be young people from this house that are going to go to the nations. I tell you, this house is destined to touch the world. This house is destined to touch nations. God's hand is on people within this, within this spiritual house. He's raising them up. And nations are going to be impacted through your lives and through the lives of your children. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew chapter 21. I have to read this scripture this morning because today is Palm Sunday. Happy Palm Sunday. Oh, yeah, they were all waving palm branches in Jerusalem. It was a great triumphal entry of Christ. And I want to preach this scripture from a prophetic edge, with a prophetic edge, a prophetic angle today of what the Holy Spirit is speaking to us now. And I'm going to just start reading in verse 1 of Matthew 21. It says, And when they came near Jerusalem and had reached Bethpage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples on ahead, saying to them, Go into the village that is opposite you, and at once you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you will reply, The Lord needs them. And he will let them go without delay. And this happened that what was spoken by the prophet might be fulfilled. Now I'm going to pause there. So Jesus turns to two of his disciples and says, okay, we need a donkey. You're going to go over here. You're going to find one tied up. You're going to loose that donkey without delay. And if they ask, why do you need to say the Lord has need of this donkey? Now look. There was that donkey sitting there, tied up, waiting, waiting. I don't know if it was a boy or girl donkey, but waiting for his or her purpose. Waiting for fulfillment, waiting for something to happen. And there he is, just sitting there, hanging out, tied up, all tied up, just waiting, 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 waiting. Have you ever felt like that? We just feel like you're sitting there waiting, waiting, waiting. It's like, when, God, when? When is something going to happen? I feel like I'm just sitting here tied up. And Jesus says, go and get that donkey, and you are going to loose that donkey without delay. Now, what I want to prophesy over you this morning is that every season of delay that has been over you is breaking in Jesus' name. Any promise of God that has been held up in a delayed position. We are in an hour of acceleration where God is breaking off the delay. He's breaking off going around and around and around, waiting, waiting, waiting. God is saying it's harvest time. It's harvest time. And God is breaking off the delay. Why is God breaking off delay? Why is God bringing things into a time of acceleration? Well, Jesus said, tell him, tell the owner, I have need of that donkey. Now, I want to apply this to you today. You, praise the Lord. Maybe it feels like you've been tied up like that donkey. But the Lord has need of you. Just like the Lord had need of that donkey, the Lord has need of you. And you might say, well, God doesn't need me. God doesn't need anyone. God is God. He's all-powerful. He's omnipotent. He's omniscient. He knows all things. He can do all things. He can do anything he wants to. He doesn't need me. Well, I remember when God first called me into healing ministry. And one day, I'm going to tell you how God called me into healing ministry. He shared his heart with me one day in prayer. He said, Matt, I want to heal the sick. He shared his heart with me. I want to heal the sick. And I said, yes, God, that's awesome. Heal the sick. Go for it, God. And then He spoke to me this next statement, which confronted my personal belief system. He said, but I need you to pray for them. And I automatically replied to that thought, God, you don't need me to do anything. You're God. You're not limited by me. You don't need me. And it wasn't really about God being limited. It was more about partnership. And what I came to understand as I began to really search the scriptures on this whole theology of The Lord has need of you, or the Lord had need of me to pray for people. And I realized that God loves partnership. God loves to do things in partnership with us as his sons and daughters. He just prefers it. 
God is all-powerful. Yeah, he can wave his hand over the whole world and say, be healed. But you know what? God has chosen to do things maybe a little different. Even bringing salvation to mankind, think about it. If God wanted to save the world, why couldn't he just say, be saved? But instead, what does he do? He partners with Mary, a person, to birth the Savior into the world. So God chooses to bring the Savior and salvation to mankind in partnership with mankind. The same thing is true for the moves of the Holy Spirit. The same thing is true for healing and everything God wants to release here on the earth. Yes, there are times God sovereignly visits someone, talks to them. But yet there even is the scripture that says, how will they know if they don't hear? And how will they hear unless someone is sent? How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. So even in evangelism, there's partnership between heaven and earth. Is it God's will for all people to be saved? Yes. But yet it says, well, how will they believe if they don't hear? How can they hear if no one opens up their mouth? So even saving faith comes to people through partnership with people. Praise the Lord. So there is this heavenly partnership happening. And here Jesus said, okay, I need this donkey. So I am going to untie and loosen this donkey for my purposes. For my purposes. Now, God has a purpose for you. And this is God's heart, and this is God's plan, and this is God's intent. He is going to make sure you are loosed from everything that can hinder you, constrain you, tie you up in any way, spirit, soul, body, or mind. He's going to totally loose you in every area of your life because he has need of you. Because he wants to anoint you. How many here want to carry the anointing of God? How many here want to carry Jesus on your life? I mean, really carry Jesus. Not just believe in Jesus, but so walk with him that he's like on you and in you. And you're carrying him everywhere you go. See, I believe, you know, you continue to read this triumphal entry. I mean, this is, okay, I want to keep reading this because this is a great story. This is a great day. So here, after this donkey is loosed untied, brought into his divine assignment. It says, say to the daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming to you lowly and riding on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Then the disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and laid their coats upon them. And he seated himself on them, the clothing. And most of the crowd kept spreading their garments on the road, and others kept cutting branches from the trees and scattering them on the road. And the crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed him kept shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he entered Jerusalem, all the city became agitated, trembling with excitement and said, Who is this? I believe God wants to send whole cities into agitation. God loves to send cities and regions and territories and even churches into a holy agitation. Where they're like, who is this that just entered the city? What is going on? There was this, 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 this agitated excitement in the city. As Jesus, the king of kings, comes in on a donkey, they're waving palm branches. Hosanna, Hosanna. They're putting them on the ground. I mean, picture it. Here's Jesus on the donkey. And that donkey's walking. And that donkey sees all these palm branches waving. Here's the crowd shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna. I bet that donkey felt pretty good that day. I bet that donkey was like, oh, what a greeting I'm getting today. I've been sitting there tied up, and here they are. They are loving me. Oh, look, they are, they are shouting Hosanna. They're putting clothes for me to walk on. I'm getting treated so good. Oh. But can I tell you today, it wasn't about the donkey. It was about who was on the donkey. Okay, so. So, sometimes the anointing can make us feel good and look really good. I mean, sometimes we're like, oh, yeah, look how God's using me. Oh, yeah, look, all the people, yes, they love me. Yes, yes, yes. But look, it ain't about you. (laughs) Because the reality is what we are, we are anointed donkeys. 
That's what we are. We're anointed donkeys. Because it's not about us. It's about who's on us. It's about who we're carrying as we live our life. Oh, praise the Lord. (laughs) So no matter how good the anointing makes you feel, just always remember, it's not you. It's who's on you. Oh, praise the Lord. And, you know, I just believe God wants to so anoint people. He wants to anoint his people, his sons and daughters in this hour, in such a way that there is a holy agitation that happens because of the amount of God that you carry on you and in you. Now, you know, God loves to give us reminders, and I'm I'm constantly getting reminders from God. You know, my lifestyle, I live constantly in airports, traveling every single week. As you know, this is pretty much my life for the last 16, 17 years, 35 nations. Uh, Before I got married, my dad was my full-time travel partner. Full-time went everywhere. He's been with me to over 35 nations on the planet. I mean, we've been in like crusades in India and we've preached into the underground church in China. I mean, we, we were chased by secret police in China. I mean, we ran. Uh, I'm just praying rejuvenation over my father for, for all the things he's had to do with me. And, you know, there we are, you know, preaching to Hindus and Muslims and Buddhists in India for years. Mass crusades and pastors conferences of 4,000 pastors. I mean, just amazing, amazing seasons of fruitful ministry in the nations and now we're we're building all of these beautiful homes and it's just an amazing thing and my dad's been was with me so many years in it until I got married then I got an upgraded travel partner praise the lord <laughs> I got a much prettier travel partner <laughs> so yeah i mean we've we've just yeah it's, it's been an amazing adventure. Muslim villages in the middle of Africa. I mean, we've seen whole villages get saved in Africa. Whole Muslim villages get saved. Whole. We were with, you know, because I met my wife in Mozambique, Africa, at Heidi Baker's uh, camp. So, you know, her base there, her village. So we met each other there. I came in for a short-term trip. She was there for a few months. And our paths intersected just the last few days of the trip. And we were in a Muslim village. And I'll never forget it. I mean, we saw the whole Muslim village get saved. We had, a, we had like a village outreach. So Thursday night, Heidi preached. Friday night, I preached. And we, so Heidi's like, just call all the deaf people up. And I'm like, okay. So I get up there. I mean, the whole village is standing. Like the whole village, every one of them come out. The husbands, the wives, the children, they're all there looking at me. And I'm like, praise the Lord. I'm like, Jesus, you got to do something here. These are all Muslim, 100% Muslim, never been evangelized ever. And, and so I'm like, okay, who's deaf? Who's deaf? Who's deaf? Come on up. Come on up. You're the next contestant. Praise the Lord. Come on up, you know? So one man, one brave man comes up, totally deaf. I put my hand on his ears and I just say, in Jesus' name, deaf ears open. And his ears pop right open. He gets instantly healed. Instantly, within a second, in front of the whole village. So the whole village. So now, you know, for a Muslim to convert to Christianity is a big thing. So I look at him and I say, Jesus just did that for you. Do you want Jesus in your heart? And he's like, yes. So he says the salvation prayer in front of the whole village. Then they all get saved. And then, you know, we form a fire tunnel and the whole village goes through the fire tunnel and gets filled with the Holy Spirit. So... In one night, in one night, a whole Muslim village became spirit-filled Christian. I mean, it was an amazing night. So, you know, we can walk and say, oh, Jesus, look what we saw happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, look at those palm branches. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But God really wants us carrying him. And I... You know, so for my life in airports, airports are a fun place to carry Jesus. You really need Jesus in some airports. So, oh, Lord. So I walk up to the ticket counter in New York, where I was from, where I lived for years. Now I'm in North Carolina. And I guess I'm a southerner now. I guess. I mean, I did hear a y'all sneak out of my wife's mouth the other day. I was like. 
y'all. <laughs> I am holding out. I'm holding out. <laughs> so, y'all. So, <laughs> so I walk up to the ticket counter, right, in New York, and the nice Delta lady standing there. And I just need to get my plane ticket. And I walk up. I'm going to tell you what happened. I walk up to the ticket counter, and the lady behind the counter goes like this. Wow. Wow. She goes like that. And then she goes, oh, and she throws her body over the counter. Oh. And I know, because I do this every week. I'm like, you're not supposed to be doing that. I'm like, this is not protocol. This is not protocol. So she looks at me. She says, oh, you're so nice. You're so kind. You're so loving. I love you. (laughs) And I'm kind of in a half state of shock. And I just say, well, I love you too. And she's a little bit beside herself, and she's shuffling the papers and the tags for the luggage and the tickets, and she gives me the papers, and I'm walking away, and she's yelling out after me, I love you! And I'm yelling back, I love you too! And everyone is just turning and looking, and I'm walking away, and I'm like, God, what is going on? What is happening, God? And I hear the Holy Spirit on the inside of my heart say, When you walked up to that counter, I walked up with you. And she came under the manifest love and presence of God. She was undone in the love of God. She was just overwhelmed with the feeling of God's love. And all she could say was over and over again, I love you, I love you, I love you. Because she was feeling the love of the Holy Spirit. The love of the Father. And you know, it's a refresher for me because it's like I didn't have a worship team. I didn't have a whole church of praying Christians to create the right atmosphere for the glory of God to move. It was just me. And I wasn't even praying at the time. I was doing nothing overtly spiritual. I wasn't even praying in tongues or worshiping or anything. I was just being myself. I was just being me. And I discovered something again. That even when I'm just being me, God is still in me. Even when it's just me, God is still in me and with me. Whether you have a whole group with you, a whole worship team with you or not, although the worship is amazing here, even if it's just you, you still, actually, you have the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. So it's four of you. Hallelujah. (laughs) And when I walked up to that counter, God encountered this lady. And I just say this. Let's just get so full of the Holy Spirit. Let's get so full of Jesus that we shock people everywhere we go. We just shock them into the kingdom. Shock them. With the love of God, with the goodness of God, with the presence of God. Jehovah Shaka. Jehovah Shaka. The Lord who shocketh thee. (laughs) I'm telling you, Christianity is so much fun. You can just shock people everywhere you go. Shock them into joy. Oh, it's so good to shock To shock people with bad attitudes into joy. It is the best thing in the world. So I was in another airport. I had traveled all day long. And I had to get a rental car. So now I go up to the rental car place. And the lady, you know, was just kind of like in her business mode. And she's like, okay, going through the things. And she's like, would you like, you know, an upgrade? I'm like, well, is it free? Have not because you asked not. So I'm like, is it free? And she looked at me. She says, oh, you get nothing for free here. <laughs> you get nothing for free. Nothing for free at this counter. I'm like, okay. So, you know, it was after Christmas time. It was around the holiday time, Christmas. It was like January 2nd. So we had just gone through the holiday. And, and so she's like, Merry Christmas. Yeah, right? So I'm thinking to myself, well, it's New Year now. So I'm like, well, Happy New Year. (laughs) She thought that was the funniest thing. I just had a big smile on my face, and I'm like, well, Happy New Year. And she went hysterically laughing. 
And one minute later, she dropped keys into my hand and she said, well, here's your free upgrade. (laughs) That's what. See, the glory has a way of just breaking things through. The glory has a way of just breaking stuff around you to bring people into an encounter with him. So here's Jesus coming into Jerusalem on the triumphal entry, riding on a donkey, a very anointed donkey. And you see, look, you came to church today to find out that you are an anointed donkey. What a great, what a great revelation. Yes. And husbands and wives are nudging each other right now and saying, I already knew that about you. Oh, I'm just kidding, just kidding. But I love this whole picture. They take the donkey. They put clothing over the donkey. (laughs) Praise the Lord. And then Jesus sits on the clothing, on the donkey. This is a prophetic picture. Whoa. Whoa. Shakarabanda. There's an anointing. There's an anointing flowing. I feel the presence of God so strong right now. There is a lot of anointed donkeys in this place. (laughs) I feel the presence of God so strong. So, See, it's good just to let waves of God flow. Oh, hallelujah. It's like waves of the Holy Spirit. It wants to make you happy, joyful. Praise the Lord. You're not going to sit there forever. Waiting, 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 tied up. When God, when, how God, how. No, this is the hour of release. This is the hour of breakthrough. This is the hour where God's releasing new beginnings in many, many people's lives. New beginnings. A new season of release. This is a catapult year. This year is a catapulting year. Many are going to be catapulted in the, into their callings, their ministries, their assignments, fresh anointing. I mean, it's just a catapulting time. God's going to send you. Oh, hallelujah. So I love this illustration this picture they take the donkey they put clothing on the donkey and then jesus sits on the clothing you know when jesus said to his disciples go to the upper room to jerusalem and tarry there until you are endued with power from on high that word in greek for endued is clothed 
Wait there until you are clothed with power from on high. In other words, mantled with a, a special spiritual endowment upon your life. Spiritual clothing of the anointing. So now look, they put clothing on the donkey. They mantled the donkey. And then Jesus sat on the mantle. Jesus could have ridden in. It was a triumphal entry. He could have ridden in on a horse, on a stallion. But he chose a donkey. That's very significant. Because Jesus loves to mantle humility. He loves to mantle humility. And one of the greatest secrets to the anointing, to the authentic anointing, to the true presence of God, is humility. When you cultivate humility, Holy Spirit will mantle you, and on that mantle, Jesus will sit upon your life. And you will carry him everywhere you go. Hallelujah. You will carry Jesus into your workplace, into supermarkets, into your family, into your home, even into those unsaved, demonized relatives. Praise the Lord. (laughs) You will carry Jesus right in and create a holy commotion. Praise the Lord. I told, I am, I am a 100% believer in full household salvation. I just am. I just take the word of God and I believe it. You and your house will be saved. You and your house will be healed, set free. You and your entire family line. That's what I believe. You know, sometimes people say, oh, I wish I wasn't born in this family. Or I wish I wasn't born in this family line. But could it just be in God's redemptive plan? That he allowed you to get born into that family line so you could redeem that family line. So that through your faith, your faith and your salvation experience, through you, you become a point of contact where whatever junk was going down that family line historically gets broken and God redeems the whole family line. God has redemptive purposes in everything and everything. And I know, you know, as we, you know, in our family... We've seen one after the other after the other encounter Jesus and get saved. And I'm just believing for my entire extended family, and I believe almost all of them. My dad has nine brothers and sisters. My mom's seven. So it's a lot in our family. And one by one by one by one, they're all getting saved. All getting saved. My, my mom's sister, my aunt, she was an atheist. Raised her whole family as atheists. Too smart to believe in God. Very intellectual woman, the, the superintendent of a school district. I mean, very, very smart. And one day, she's riding down the road in her nice car. And she hears the voice of God, the God she did not believe in, speak to her. And she got so shaken by God that she had to pull her car over to the side of the road. And as she is sitting on the side of the road, she gets saved in her car. She gets saved in her car. God knows exactly what it takes for every single one of your family members to get them. Oh, hallelujah. God's mantling you in this hour. He's mantling humility. You never have to build yourself up to others. You just serve God. And cultivate a heart of humility and watch the power of God mantle your life. Watch the presence of Jesus mantle you so that wherever you go, your shadow is healing the sick. There's an atmosphere of heaven around you bringing people into an encounter with his love and with his presence. How many are ready for that? Yes, yes, yes. We are anointed to bring light in the darkness. You know that, right? You are anointed to bring light into the darkest places, to the hardest places. I think Jesus loves to go to the hardest places and shine his light and send the demons running and just see people healed and set free. Hallelujah. So we're going we're gonna to pray in just a minute. Do we, do we have a keyboardist? Yeah. Thanks, man. We'll, we'll bring the whole band up in a second. We'll just do keyboardists for a few minutes. So... How many here want to see God's light shine in the darkness? What a time, what a time to let your light shine. Let it shine every, just let it shine all over the place.
Just carry Jesus with you. Let his light and love shine through you to encounter others. I remember when we first started with our Rescue One outreach, one of the first stories that I heard of one of our little girls. She was kidnapped into sex trafficking at the age of eight. And she was sold to 20 men a day at the age of eight. Very, very traumatized little girl. And one day they disciplined her because she was giving them a problem and they broke both of her legs to discipline her. And by the time she made it to the hospital, they had to amputate one of her legs. And her kidnappers then threw her in the trash, literally took her and threw her in the trash as they left the hospital, threw her out. Because now, you know, she was no more used to them. So, but how many know that what is trash to the enemy is a treasure to Jesus? This little girl would have died in the garbage. But one of our Rescue One team found her. Found her. Because I believe the eyes of God are looking. And I believe God is actively on the move. And this little girl is now safe and sound in our Rescue One home. She is graduating from one year to the next successfully all of her classes in school. She's gotten medical care, food, clothing, everything. And she's smiling and happy now. We, we had a thriving, and we do have a thriving base in India. One of my friends went to the Philippines in an undercover operation, and he was brought to a warehouse, and he was telling me this story which caused us to press forward from India then into the Philippines. He said, they brought me into this warehouse, Matt, and they pulled this curtain back, and there were dog cages lined up on the floor behind this curtain, and in the cages were little children that they were selling on the black market. And he said he had to do everything he could do to not throw up on the spot. So we launched into the Philippines, and we have 20 children under our care in the Philippines. All of them have been pulled out of child pornography rings, all of them. But now they are safe and sound in our home. In December, Christmas time of this year, we participated in building the first boys' home in Mexico. And I'm very excited about this because there is identified a list of 11 young boys that they have found that are being sex trafficked all around the age of 10, 11, 12 years old. And these boys are in the process right now of being rescued. They're in the process of being rescued. So within the next few months, this home will be full of newly rescued children. Hallelujah. I want to just, I share my heart with you on this because it's, it's, it's become, the, honestly, the biggest focal point of our ministry and our outreach and what we do as a ministry besides our travel ministry. I just want to give you an opportunity. We're going to receive an offering this morning. And if you would like to sow, into our ministry and into this outreach, you can do that. Um, for us, with our girls in India, it's around $50 a month for us to support them. It's around $600 a year for a child in India, $50 a month. $50 covers a child for a month. So if you're praying about what to sow, what to give, just so you understand what you're sowing into and how it works, $600 covers a child for a year. $50 covers them for a month. In the Mexico, new outreach, it's different. It's more money in Mexico than in India. India is very, very cost-effective. Mexico is more like 3000 a year for one child, uh, which is okay. God's an amazing provider, and we are just doing this. It's totally a ministry of faith, but the Lord is amazing, and people like you are amazing in helping us grow this and advance this forward. So if you would like to sow today, um, you can use the church envelope. You can make your check out to the church here, cash to the, to, through the church. If you would like to give, um, I think it was the administrator or someone shared, if you would like to give by a credit card today, 
we do have a credit card slip you can use for a credit card donation. If you're visiting or if you're here and you want to do that now. And if you would like a credit card slip, just lift up your hand. And uh, Usher will get that to you. And you can use that today to process a credit card donation. But it's a great time of year to really remember what Jesus has done, but not to keep that to ourselves, but to say, God, we want to give what we have away to somebody else. We want to give the life, the love, the breakthrough that we've experienced away to another individual. And that's what this is all about today. Thank you, Lord. So we're going to give you a minute. You can prepare whatever is in your heart that you would like to sow today. And then we're going to, we have the offering baskets. Or, okay. Praise the Lord. Let's just pray over this. How many are excited to sow today? Thank you, Lord. So, Father, Lord, I bless your people today, Lord. I thank you for this church. Father, this is such an amazing house of your love and your presence. And, Lord, I just thank you for the impact that this church is having on this city, on this community. And, Lord, I pray that you would bless every single one of your children today. Bless your people today, God. Lord, I pray that even as they sow, that, Lord, you would just over and abundant release harvest in their life, God. On every level, God. And, Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity today. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And then we'll invite the worship team to join me. We're going to go into a little time of prayer after the offering is received. If, if you have ever had it on your heart to sponsor a child, we have a beautiful sponsorship program. Some have asked me earlier about that. Uh, you could just see me at the table, and we connect sponsors with our children, and you could sponsor one of these rescue children on a monthly basis if it's in your heart to do that. 